Over the past few weeks, we've been doing our Advent series called Behold a Savior is Born. Pastor Gary, uh, well, actually, I started out that series talking about hope. Then Pastor Gary talked about love and joy. And today we're talking about the prophetic peace, prophetic peace. And we say prophetic because peace was prophesied about Jesus. And we read a verse by a prophet. The prophet's name is Isaiah. And Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would be the prince of peace. So our peace was prophesied by Isaiah. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what brings you peace. And I talked about this a little bit in my, my talk on Tuesday morning. I don't know what brings you peace. Some of you said going for hikes, uh, being up in the mountains, some being by the ocean. For me, I find a lot of peace being by the, fire, by the fireplace. I love making a fire. I'm so glad in my house. This is a picture of my fireplace in my house. At my house, I love my fireplace. I get up in the morning and I make a fire. And I don't know what it is about fires that bring me so much peace. Small fires, not big ones. <laughs> Small contained fires <laughs> bring me peace. And it's, I don't know if it's the flames. If you get mesmerized by the flames, I like watching the flames in the fire. And I love the feeling of the warmth from the fire, especially if you're outside and you have a, a campfire. How many of you love a campfire? It is, isn't it just peaceful? You feel the warmth. There's cold on your back, but there's warmth on your face, and you're just watching these flames, and it's beautiful. It brings me so much peace. I think maybe a connection is that light and warmth from a fire is a lot like what Christ does for us in our chaotic world. There's this warmth and a light that comes from him in a dark and cold and chaotic world. And we can feel that cold hitting our back from the world, but when we're looking at Jesus at the light, it gives us peace, doesn't it? And so that's what we're talking about this morning. If you have your Bibles, let's open up to Isaiah chapter 9. So please take out your Bibles. Let's open up to Isaiah chapter 9. Verses 6 and 7, and I read these to you. I read to you the whole section from Isaiah, but we're just going to focus on these verses, and we'll just read it again. Let's read it together. That'd be fun. We haven't done that in a long time. Let's read these verses together. You guys ready? Okay, here we go. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's good just to proclaim that, isn't it? Together. Isaiah wrote that prophecy some 700 years before Jesus came to the earth. Did you know that? He knew that Jesus would bring peace, ultimate peace. He continues. If you have your Bible still there in Isaiah, we'll go to Isaiah 48. So we're going to skip ahead to 48. And let's, I'm going to read this to you, verse 18. And here is Isaiah, but God speaking through Isaiah. If you remember, God speaks through prophets. These are the words of God being spoken to people, to, to Israel specifically in this case. But here's what God is saying to Israel, Oh, that you had paid attention to my commandments. Then your peace would, be, would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. 
Growing up, I'm sure most of you heard this song. I used to sing the song, I've Got Peace Like a River. My dad would sing it. My mom would sing it. They'd sing it with us. Do you guys remember the song, I've Got Peace? It goes, I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. And then it goes on to say, I've got joy like a fountain, and I've got love like an ocean. But I'll never forget that we used to sing, I've got peace like a river. I never really thought about those words as a kid. What does that mean? I've got peace like a river. That's an interesting word picture, don't you think? I mean, how would you describe peace? Would you describe it like a river? I was sitting there thinking, Lord, why this word picture? And God is perfect in his analogies. He's perfect in his word pictures. Jesus was so good at them, and God is good at them, speaking through prophets. I've got peace like a river. Here, you can see on the screen a picture of a piece of land. This is a river, the Arkansas River up in Buena Vista. And I'm not going to say, say it like the locals say it. They say something else, but I say Buena Vista because I speak Spanish. So it's Buena Vista, which means good view, right? Beautiful view, something like that. But this is a, this, our friends who own property up there, they have a cabin. It's right next to the river. It is beautiful. And that's the Arkansas River. And right outside the cabin, that river is running slowly. It's calm. It's a perfect place to sit and fish, to drink tea or coffee and just think about life, to swim, right? It's cold. <laughs> it's cold, but you can swim in it. But not all rivers look like that, do they? I mean, I'm thinking about a lot of rivers. They have rapids, huge white water rapids and boulders, waterfalls, cliffs. In Egypt, the Nile River has crocodiles in it. (laughs) Isn't that an interesting word picture for God to say you can have peace like a river? If it's like this river, I get it, Lord. But there's a lot of rivers that don't look like that. But what do we know about rivers? Let's get into our notes. What do we know about rivers? Peace like a river. We know, for example, that in rivers, the water is always moving. The water is always moving in a river. It's what defines a river. (laughs) And I love this picture of water moving in a river concerning our peace that God gives. Because the peace that God gives isn't stagnant. It's not like a pond that's just sitting there and the water's getting stagnant. God could have used a pond as as a picture of our peace, but he didn't use the river. Because his, his peace is not stagnant. It's always moving with us. Think about the way a river looks. It it gets wide in some areas and it gets narrow in other areas. It goes over, it's it's dynamic. And God's peace is dynamic in our life. It's not just sitting there, something waiting to be attained. It actually comes and fills our life. No matter what's happening, no matter all the turns and twists and troubles and rapids, that's, that's powerful to me. Because a lot of times I think of peace as something that I have to like, you think of monks or, or somebody else who goes and meditates for you know however many years in a cave in perfect silence, and they finally find peace, but that's not what God does. That's not what God requires of us. His peace meets you right where you are in the turmoil that you're in. Whether that mile is, whether the river is miles apart, wide I mean, 
or whether it's this narrow little you know, area through a cliff or, or through, a, through a canyon or something, his peace reaches even there. It follows us. It moves with us. How do I know? Go to John chapter 16. It's in your notes. John chapter 16, 33. And here's what Jesus says. I have said these things to you. So think about all the things Jesus has said to us. Think about them. He said these things to us. Why? So that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus is telling us that this world is going to be difficult, that there will be tribulation, times will be hard. But he's saying, but in me, you may find peace. We can have it because this peace doesn't wait for us somewhere outside of us. It comes and it flows into us and through us and meets us wherever we are. That brings me so much hope. You guys, that brings me so much hope. Because I need his peace to meet me wherever I am. And everyone in this room has experienced moments where you were taken away from God's peace for whatever reason. And maybe right now you're in a moment in your life where you're not experiencing God's peace. Just understand that he makes a promise that his peace can reach you wherever you are right there. That river is going to follow you. It's hard to stop water, isn't it? Once it's flowing, it's hard to stop it. Okay, what else do we know about rivers? Second, we know rivers have to have a source. Headwaters, right? They have to have a source. Without a source, you don't have a river. And Jesus tells us, right, in John chapter 15, and you guys will recognize this, John 15 says, I am the vine, you are the branches, right? If we stay connected to the vine... The branches grow and they thrive. If we get cut off from the vine, what happens to the branch? It dies. It withers up and dies. What happens to a river that gets, loses its source of water? It dries up. We lived in, you guys know we were missionaries, so we crossed over the Rio Grande, right? The Rio Grande. We crossed over it every day. And there was times when that river was overflowing at its banks. I mean, it is just full of water. But there are times that you're like right now, where it is completely dry, 100%, sand. They call it the Rio sand sometimes, okay? Because there is this, it's, you could walk across it, it's dry, absolutely. Why? Because of the water source. It's because in the, in the certain times of the year, there's tons of snowfall that's all melting, all that runs down through and eventually reaches, it starts acting in the San Luis Valley area and it comes all the way down through to the Gulf of Mexico. It's one of the longest rivers in the United States. I think it's like, 1,300 miles or 12 or 13, 1,400 miles. It's a long river. But it dries up because the source dries up. We don't have snow all year long. We don't have rain all year long up in those areas. Well, think about God's peace. If it's like a river, it has a source. And if it has a source, who is that source or what is that source? It's Jesus. Amen? He is the source. And if we want to continue to have peace in our life, you have to stay connected to your source of peace. I just have a question with you. How are you doing with staying connected to your source? 
How are you doing with that right now? Because, I, I mean, we complain about not having peace in our life. I know we do. But is there a reason why we don't have peace in our life right now? And I can almost guarantee that we could trace it back that somewhere we disconnected from the source. There's a break. And that river of peace is drying up a little bit. It might still be there, but it's gone way down. So how are you doing with staying connected to your source? What are you doing? What are you doing right now in your life to stay connected to your headwaters, to Jesus? Here's some ideas that everybody knows. (laughs) We just need to hear them over and over and over again. Spend time in the Word every day. Every day. Not every other day, not once a week. If you do that, fine, just understand that your river of peace is shrinking because it's starving for a source of water. And when you're wondering why Jesus' peace doesn't reach you in a certain area of your life, well, maybe you need to open up those floodgates a little bit and let more of Jesus into your life. And you could do that by spending time in his word 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, however much time you want. We use Lectio, I use my phone and I use Lectio Divina, which is an app. We talked to you guys about it. We spent, Pastor Gary and I spent eight weeks or, or I don't remember how many weeks teaching about your Bible in you and the importance of getting the word of God into your heart. And we talked about a reading plan. And I don't know if you're doing your reading plan, but I'm going to encourage you. Do your reading plan. You want peace? Do your reading plan. Stay connected to that source. You can listen to the Bible. You know, the Bible as an app, just turn it on in your car when you're driving. You could listen to the radio and listen to music. A lot of times that doesn't help your soul or spirit or anything, but you listen to the Word of God, and maybe instead of yelling at the person in front of you, you're going to have peace. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Calm your spirit down. It's hard to get angry when you're listening about Jesus. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Maybe I've done that in the past. I don't know. Number two, you could pray every day. Just talk to the Lord throughout your day. But even though we talk to the Lord throughout our day, just understand it's also good to give him a dedicated time. Just get quiet with him. Just get quiet and spend time with him. You'd be amazed what it does for your soul. Next, you can worship. Worship every day. Listen to worship music if you want to. If not, just sing. Pastor Gary's always singing. You hear Pastor Gary walk into the church or any other place he is, he's just singing, isn't he? He's worshiping the Lord. You can do that, or you can listen to music. I love listening to worship music. And then the fourth thing you can do is just come to church. Come here. Worship with other believers. Be encouraged by other believers and learn from God's word. Those, this is four simple ways that we all know, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir here. I know you guys know these things, but it helps us to be reminded. Amen? Okay. The more connected we are to our source, the more water's going to flow and the more peace we're going to experience. And when life gets really hard and some of those waterfalls of life or whatever else happen, there will be God's peace right there meeting us. Amen? Okay, last thing. Last thing we know about rivers. They have an outlet. Rivers must have an outlet. And that could be a delta where it just kind of runs out onto the ground. It could be the mouth of a river where it pours out into the ocean or into a lake. 
but it has to have an outlet. Sometimes it's like, I think, what do they call it? Confluence? Is that where it joins another river? So it just joins up with another river. But either way, the water goes somewhere. And I, and I was praying about this, and this for me has two meanings for us as believers. I think it has two meanings, this outlet. Our first meaning of our, of our river having an outlet is the end, our end. And what is our end as believers? It's heaven. Heaven is our end. It's where our river of peace leads us. Because no matter what's happening in life, we talk, I talked about this earlier today, no matter what is going on in life, you know the end. It's heaven. No matter how much you suffer here, and there is suffering in this world, guys, that most of us in here will never truly understand the suffering of what some people are going through. And you might be wondering, well, how do I encourage this person? How do I encourage this person that's in this awful situation? And you tell them, because this isn't the end. This is not the end. This world is temporary. Therefore, our river of peace leads to a place called heaven. And all heaven is, is us being together, united with our God fully. It says right now, we know in part We prophesy in part. We do all these things only in part because we can only see God partly. But there's going to come a time where we see him fully for who he is. That's heaven because we get to be with him. So our peace can happen right now because of Revelation 21. Let's read it. Revelation 21. I'm going to read it to you guys. Revelation 21, 1 through 5. So if you have your Bible, your phone, or whatever, pull it out. Type in Revelation 21, 1 through 5. Don't ever forget about this scripture. Don't let it leave your heart. Don't let it go away from what you see in the present moment because this is the truth of where our river ends. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne uh, saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, anymore for the former things have passed away and he who was seated on the throne said behold i am making all things new and he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true amen amen that's our hope that's where our river leads so yeah work is hard life is hard i have a friend right now who's really struggling because this person's children doesn't, don't want to talk to them. Multiple people in that situation, you're wondering, how can I find peace when my own family doesn't want to talk to me? And it's like, because this isn't the end. Your end is with the Lord in heaven, in paradise, where there's no more weeping, no more sorrow, no more pain. So that's the first meaning of our water having an outlet. Our peace is going somewhere. But here's the second thing. Here's the second meaning that I think is equally as important to us as believers, and that's this. That our peace was meant to be shared with everyone around us. Our peace as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, was meant 
to be experienced and shared with everyone around us and experienced by everyone around us. We were not meant to just keep God's peace to ourselves. You've heard the difference between the Red Sea and the Dead Sea, right? The Red Sea is living and it's thriving and it has tons of life. Why? Because water comes in and water flows out and you're always getting new water and it brings life. The Dead Sea water flows in and there's no outlet. So it's filling up with salt and other minerals and nothing can live in there because it's just an environment that's not good for life. Our river is meant to be experienced by everybody around us, our river of peace. I think that's so important because people around us, what do they see when they see us? When they see you, when your friends and your family and anyone at your job and other people, what do they see when they see you? Do they find peace and love and joy and hope? Or do they see what everybody else in the world is? frustrated and downcast and without hope and complaining about this and that. And I've complained. I'm not saying, I'm not saying guys, we can't ever do these things because we all do them. And if you say you don't, well, maybe you're telling the truth, but probably not. We all fall into times of not being joyful or peaceful or loving. But the overall theme of our life, when people interact with us, they should say, they should say, I feel peace. Have you ever been around someone who is just experiencing all sorts of peace of God? Have you ever been around someone like that? It brings so much life, doesn't it? You just want to hang out with them more. You're like, ah, oh, I just want to be with that. They just, they're so peaceful. And it brings me peace. Have you ever seen, as we drive down to, those of you who've made the road trip, I'm sure road trips through uh, very arid areas, as we drive down to uh, Juarez or when we've driven through Arizona, there will be areas it's just dry, dry, nothing grows, except where there's a river. And you know when there's a river, because there's trees and plants, and usually there's a town or a city or something else. Why? Because rivers bring life, don't they? They bring life. They, it's just this oasis running through a dry and desert land. And you see a river, and you're like, wow, that's beautiful. That is the picture of a life of a believer experiencing peace. People see your life as this oasis in a dry land. Your peace brings life to everybody around you because it's not your peace, it's Jesus' peace being flowing through you. You're just experiencing it, but they get the benefit of it. So this Christmas season, can we take an inventory of our life real quick? Take an inventory of your life. I'm doing the same thing. I, actually, I was talking to Pastor Gary about that because as I was reading and writing these things down, I was convicted. And I said, Lord, am I experiencing your peace? Do I have your peace? Here's some questions you can ask yourself. I'm going to read them to you. Well, they're on your, they're on your notes. Evaluate your peace. You guys ready? How are my relationships doing with others? Okay. Number two, 
how quickly do I become irritated or upset? Because when you're at peace, it's really hard to get mad, isn't it? Have you ever just been totally peaceful, stuff's going on, and you're just, "Mm, I mean, yeah, we'll deal with it. But it's hard to get mad. But when you haven't slept good, when you don't feel peace, man, every little thing just sets us off. How do I react when people criticize me? If I'm at peace with Christ and with myself, when people criticize me, I don't care. I love the Lord. He loves me. And if I make a mistake, I'm sorry, but I can handle criticism. But if I can't handle criticism, then I I probably am lacking peace in my life right now. What's my current level of stress? And here's one for me that, that this is the one that impacted me. Am I always in a hurry? Everywhere I go, am I in a hurry? And not just when I'm trying to get to work, and not just when I'm trying to get to church on time. I mean, am I always in a hurry? I'm at the store, and I'm in a hurry. I'm with my kids, and we're doing something, and I'm in a hurry to get it done. I'm trying to, I don't know, anything I'm doing, am I trying to hurry through it? Because if I am, it's probably because I lack peace. Peace slows us down. Peace helps us to just appreciate everything around us, the moment that we're in. This Christmas, I'm just asking that maybe we need to focus our eyes back onto the source of our peace. He came to this earth as the Prince of Peace, just as Isaiah would foretell. And here's the amazing thing. He offers that peace to each of us. Every single one of us have complete and total access to the peace that Jesus offers. All of us. No excuses, no reasons why we can't get there. It's there available if we just want it. But here's the thing. As we experience it, my challenge to myself and to all of us is let's Let's share that peace with everybody around us this Christmas. I think if we're thinking of gifts to give people, that could be one of the greatest gifts you give somebody this Christmas is just peace. Another toy, another something. Yeah, those are great. I like them. But peace is worth so much more. If we can give people peace this Christmas, that would be amazing. And of course, that starts with knowing Jesus. So if there are people in your lives that do not know the Lord, share Jesus with them, okay? Because they can't have peace without him, right? You can't have peace if you're not connected to the source. So let's share Jesus with them, amen?